Hey, this is TJ and I'm the lead pastor here at Revamp Church. Thanks for listening to our weekly sermon podcast. I hope this message blesses you, encourages you and helps you experience life change through Jesus. For more sermons like this, resources or opportunities to get connected, visit us at Revamp Church PTA on Facebook or Instagram. We are on part four and the final week of our series called Detox. This series has been all about uh, taking the right things in and the wrong things out for a period of time in order to improve health. We journeyed on the four-week detox to make sure we are doing everything we can so that we do not lose momentum of our spiritual, psychological, and social development in these lockdown levels. Our theme this for this series has been 2 Corinthians 7, 1, that says that let us make a clean break. Let us detox everything that defiles or destructs both within and without. Let's make our entire lives fit and holy temples for the worship of God. So in this series, we intentionally took steps on practical ways we can detox. In part one of our series, we talked about what it will look like Uh, if we would go through a mental detox on part two we talked about um, our emotional detox and last week we talked about relational detox Uh, side note if you just joined us this morning and you missed any of those messages you can always catch up by listening uh, to these messages on all the digital platforms uh, like spotify apple and google podcast so I'm pumped up this morning because you are going, we, we are going all practical. We are going all practical this morning. See, I, I love it when the word of God inspires me. But I love it, love it when the word moves me to do something about what I'm hearing. James is of the same notion in James 1.22 when he says, Don't fool yourself into thinking that you are a listener when you are anything but letting the word of God or letting the word go in one ear and out at the other. He continues to say, Act on what you hear. Act on what you hear. I don't know about you, but my heart's desire, it's always been seeing the church affect our Mondays. What do I mean by that? That the message we receive on a Sunday, that the message you receive today will impact or influence how we do our day to day. May this Sunday affect your Monday and that you live your life different. This week, excuse me, this week we are ending our series by talking about post-detox. Why post detox? Because detoxing is not supposed to last forever. So the question, the question is, excuse me. So the question is, what do we do after detox? What do we do after detox? A few years ago, I took a 21 days uh, social media detox. Uh, The point of this social media detox was to remove uh, my dependency on it. I also wanted to change the addictive habit on social media because the first thing what bothered me 
with social media was the first thing I used to do when I woke up in the morning was to log on social media. And that bothered me a lot. And, and, and uh, um, I also wanted to strengthen my self-control and discipline. So ultimately, I wanted this to have a long-term change and health to my use on social media. Obviously, the detox didn't last forever. It was only 21 days. But what the detox did was to set me up to use social media in a much healthier approach. The detox really helped establish long-term success and growth. And my prayer for you, my biggest prayer for you in this series is that God will help us establish a long-term success and growth in Him. One of the significant things we need to understand and remember in this series is that God wants you and I to grow and we need to commit to an environment of growth that God sets up for us. Growth suggests that there is more that God has in store for us. Let me teach this morning before I preach. We are created for more. Yes, we are created for more. With Jesus, it gets better and better each day. No matter where you are in your spiritual journey, I need you to know that there is always a next step. God wants you to grow. Listen to what Paul says to the Christians, uh, the Christians in Colossae in Colossians 2.7. He says to them, let your roots grow down into him. Let, let your roots do what? Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness so from cover to cover the word of god talks about the importance of growth like i said last week the word uses or the word of god often uses agricultural terminology to describe growth it uses words like seeds trees fruits plants and vines here are the examples in god's word using agricultural terminology to detail growth i will start with one of my favorite verses in john 5 in john 15 verse 1 to 5 where jesus says i am the true vine and my father is the gardener he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful you are already clean because of the word i've spoken to you remain in me as i remain in you no branch can bear fruit by itself it remains in the vine neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me i'm the vine you are the branches if you remain in me and i in you you'll bear much fruit apart from me you can do nothing and another parable that has the agricultural terminology is mark 4 verse 30 to 32 where jesus said what shall we say the kingdom of god is like or what parable should we use to describe it it's like a mustard seed which is the smallest of all seeds on earth yet when planted it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants with such big branches that the birds can perch in its shade. And another verse will be Luke 21, verse 29 to 31, where he, when Jesus says again, he told them a parable 
Look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they sprout leaves, you can see for yourself that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happen, you know that the kingdom of God is near. So these are the verses I give, but I, but I need you to know that there is more like these where the Bible uses or where God uses agricultural terminology to describe growth. So the big question now is why does God use agricultural language to describe growth? I think it points to the fact that real lasting growth takes time. Anything worthwhile takes time. It's a process that takes time and we hardly see it. We hardly see it like we hardly see our nails or hair grow. We never see them grow, but we know that they do. I have two amazing children that are teaching me a lot about growth. Can you see Lenomari? Kanye is turning 8 years in March this year. And Omari is turning 10 months in 4 days. And what I'm learning is that they are growing. But we never see them grow. We see the results, but never the process. Especially with our son Omari. Can you imagine how weird it would be if you literally saw your children or your child uh, growing? Like uh, you're seeing... Uh, your, your, your child growing an inch literally like you're having breakfast in the morning and you literally see your child growing an inch man that will freak me out there are people especially in these lockdown levels when they're vi when, when when in lockdown levels where we're visiting is limited especially with omari who was born in the COVID 19 season you know when people see him now they are shocked by how growing he is what we know is that our children are not dwindling. They are not shrinking. They are growing. So real lasting change, even spiritually, takes time. One of the things I realized last year with a close friend of mine was she went through a difficult season. And in that season, she intentionally pursued God by spending time in prayer and reading the word. And when we met face to face after three months, I was amazed by how growing she was spiritually, mentally, and, uh, and emotionally but she did not see that in her but it was there here's what i also realized about growth that people often say knowledge is power look knowledge is only part of the puzzle for growth and often is the least important piece we all know the benefits of growth we know the benefits of growth but knowing and doing Especially doing over the long term are two different things. We know, but how much do we do? Having one does not change the other. We, we want the results. We want the benefits of growth, but never the process of growth. You need, uh, you need that fit body, but you don't want to eat well and go to the gym. This then shows how so many people are trapped into that five minutes noodle results. We want instant results. We want immediate results. Give me that right now mindset and we neglect the process. As a church, our desire is to grow. Our desire is to grow. 
Like my mentor Vivian Youngs once told me, TJ, there are no shortcuts to spiritual growth. People of God, real lasting growth is not like those five minutes noodles or that instant porridge you make. It takes time. It takes time. Another important thing for us to note in the series is that, yes, God wants us to grow, but His love, acceptance, grace, and forgiveness, it's not dependent on your growth. Your salvation has nothing to do with your performance, but has everything to do with what Christ has done on a cross for you. It's grace that qualifies you and not your works. Growth does not lead to grace. Hear me well when I say this. Growth does not lead to grace, but grace does lead to growth. It's not growth to grace. It's not growth to grace, but it's growth from grace. I love, I love how Paul puts it in Ephesians 2 verse 8 to 9. He says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourself. It is a gift of God. It's a gift. Grace is a gift. It has nothing to do with your works. It has nothing to do with your performance. Grace is a gift from God, not by works, so that no man can boost let us now get into some very practical stuff to help us with our path to real lasting growth excuse me one of my favorite authors is john c maxwell who is a speaker and a former pastor who has written many books primarily focusing on leadership um has been living out uh, 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 the principle, uh, the principle he he teaches, uh, or, or the principle he teaches called the rule of five. The rule of five. The rule of five is is simply a series of activities you do every day that are fundamental to your growth, uh, 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 that are fundamental to your growth strategy and principle. So, uh, for, for Mr. Maxwell, his rule of five are as follows. He, um, his rule of five, number one, was every day he reads. Two, every day he files. Three, every day he thinks. Four, every day he asks questions. And lastly, every day he writes. Now, the question from me to you is, what are the five uh, essential things you need to do every day for you to grow? Yes, there are a lot of things we can do, but what are the five things you need to do every single day to experience growth in your life? It's not about doing these five things all day, but about doing these five things every day, where you dedicate time each and every day to do these things. When you find out and do your rule of five consistently every day, it will lead uh, to real lasting growth. We need to spend some time with God and ask Him, Lord, what is my rule of five? What is my rule of five? Allow me this morning to share with you my rule of five. Things that I do every day, no matter what. My number one is, 
I'm going to spend. My number one uh, rule of five is I'm going to spend some time with God. I'm going to spend some time with God. That is on the top of my list of my rule of five. Spending time with God is a priority to me. I've realized that everything I am sprouts from my relationship with him. When I don't spend time with God, I know that I'm eventually going to deviate from him. When I spend time with him, I grow in him. John 15, 5 says, if you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So I know that apart from God, I can do nothing. So every day I make sure I do my devotion by reading the word, praying and allowing him to speak to me. You, you, you need to know that spending time with God is not a monologue approach, but a dialogue approach. It's not about me talking and talking to God and not allowing him to talk to me back. It's, it's all about It's, it's, it's all about the dialogue with him. It's all about having that dialogue with him before anything else. One of the things I need uh, uh, to remind uh, myself daily as I do this is spending time with God. It's not an activity or a thing to do that I just mark done. It's, it's spending time with a person. It's a relationship you invest and commit to. Man, it's a relationship with a person. God is a person. So that's what I value. That's in my number one top of my list. And it's what I'm committing to do each and every day. Number two is I'm going to be thankful. I'm going to, th- I'm going to be thankful. I think it was early last year when God challenged me to be thankful in all things. Uh, so I, I now daily look for some for some things to be thankful for. I look for some things to be thankful for daily. Just yesterday, I found something to be thankful for that most of us take for granted. I was thankful for people I know and those that I don't know but are praying for me and the ministry that God has called me into. In 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18 it says. In the message translation. It says pray all the time. Pray all the time. Thank God no matter what happens. Thank God no matter what happens. It doesn't say thank God sometimes. It says, thank God, no matter what. It does not matter what we are going through in this season. There's always something to be thankful for. When we practice the principle of gratitude in our lives, it changes our perspective. It challenges how we think. It challenges how we view things. Like Mary David said, the more grateful I am, the more beautiful I see. Being thankful helps me to see the best in life. Being thankful helps me to be f- hopeful. Being thankful 
helps me to recognize the beautiful things I have in my life. Yes, there are a lot of things that are not that are not going my way, but I'm so thankful for a lot of things that are going my way better than I even planned for. Nothing is more honorable than a thankful heart. Being thankful changes everything. It does. And number number three is, on my rule of five, is I'm going to love those closest to me. I'm going to love those closest to me. Another thing I've realized in this is, especially when doing ministry, that it's easy to give the best of me to those feathers to me and the worst of me to those closest to me. One of the lessons I've learned at the beginning of lockdown, especially that 21 days total lockdown was that I was giving myself more to others than I was with those closest to me. So every single day, I'm going to intentionally love those who are closest to me. I'm going to love my kids. I'm going to love my wife. I'm going to spend time, more time with my family. I'm going to spend more time and love the people that God is showing me to start this ministry with. I'm going to love those closest to me every day and spend quality time with them. There is no excuses. And if I can't spend quality time with them physically, then I'm going to use my words to tell them how much they mean to me. Because when we love and spend time with, the cl- with those closest to us, it gives us a sense of belong. A sense of belonging. A sense of safety, of feeling valued, and of being part of something bigger than ourselves. Number four, my rule of five is I'm going to encourage at least one person. I remember in 2021, one of my one of my resolutions was to encourage at least one person a week. This year, in my rule of five, I want to encourage at least one person every day. I want to be a breath of fresh air to someone each day. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 11 says, Encourage and comfort one another and build up one another just as you are doing. That word encourage in Greek is parakaleho. It's a verb meaning to call to one side. It's not about saying something nice. It's about putting that fresh breath of air for a person to realize what God has called them to be. Every single day in my rule of five is to parahelo, parakaleo, parakaleo. I want to parakaleo someone. (laughs) Number five, on my rule of five, I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to take care of myself. Some may say, but TJ, that is so selfish and sinful of you. Let me teach you for a few seconds. There are two types of loving yourself. There is being self-centered, prideful, arrogant thinking that you are better than everyone, which which is a sin, and there is a, a natural loving, and, and there is naturally loving yourself. 
naturally loving yourself is being thankful and being a good steward of your own life the word of god in the word of god says in mark 12:31 love your neighbor as yourself my question then will be how can you take care of your neighbor if you are failing to take care of yourself how can you put a mask on someone when you failed or when you're failing to put that mask on yourself we cannot give what we do not have taking care of us of yourself it's more biblical than you think every day i'm going to decide to take care of myself and that doesn't mean i want to be selfish no in fact i want to be selfless but i can't invest in you if i'm failing to invest in myself i don't want to be self i don't want to be selfless in expense of myself where i cannot do it anymore that i'm giving so much of myself that i'm failing to recuperate that i'm failing to refresh and invest in myself so i'm going to take care of myself every single day so i'm going to take one day off every week i'm going to say no to some things i'm going to work out and try to eat healthy as i can i'm going to do activities that i enjoy i'm going to do i'm going i'm i'm going hiking i'm going cycling i'm going to invest in myself by reading books this are my rule of five these are the things i'm going to do every single day i know over time day by day but by doing these things they're going to lead me to real lasting growth as we end this series my question to you is what needs to be your rule of five moving forward what are the things you need to do you need to be doing every day set aside some time and ask god to guide you in this until you have yours you can use this one look i also got this one from i also got it from someone even though there were things i was already doing but this one hit home if the bullet fits with if the bullet fits shoot with it when you commit to the rule of five whether whether given by god or using this one i know for sure that growth real lasting growth is certain important uh, 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 one of the things that is important to note Please make sure that as you think and pray about your rule of five, make sure that by uh, make sure that my number one on my list be somewhere in your list. As your pastor, as your friend, as your mentor, maybe I encourage you to always spend time with God. Spend time with God every day. It is so important. that we know that we were created for him created to have a relationship with him i understand that life can be busy and sometimes the enemy uses our busyness to disconnect us with god but i need you right now in this moment to intentionally spend some time with god talk to your father he is eager to hear what is in your heart he is waiting to embrace you and love on you tell them and say god i want to connect with you right now god i want to connect with you right now remove all distractions and intentionally connect with him you were designed to have a relationship with him so that you will experience his presence and power 
so that you may experience change, so that you may experience a transformed life. Because a renewed life in Christ is a transformed life for Christ. You might be listening to this and saying in your heart, I want to have that relationship, but I don't know how or where to start. I need you right now to bow your head wherever you are, wherever you're listening. Or maybe you are here or listening to this and you feel like you have let God down. God is saying to you, my child, you have never held me up. I love you. I love you. God loves you. And maybe you're listening to this and you feel like you are far from God. I have great news for you today. Your story can change right here right now God specializes in turning our lives around do the coming and God will do the changing I promise you God will do the changing he's a faithful God with your eyes closed and head bowed can you say this prayer with me say Lord Jesus I don't just want you Man, I need you. I'm sorry if I have lived my life at any point without you. Would you come live inside me? I I, I do not want you as a temporary resident. I want I, I want you as a permanent resident in me. Would you do what I can't do? Would you change me? and make me bring you i surrender my whole life to you i give you everything today i choose to follow you i choose to follow you thank you for being an anchor thank you for hope father thank you for your son in Jesus name amen we're going to play a worship song and we encourage you i really encourage you to spend some time as we uh, to spend some time with god as we worship him
obsession first and only in my life. 